Okay, he's 25 years old. He's from New South Wales in Kiama. He's a passionate body mover, cyclist, surfer, law graduate, model, and leads a vegan lifestyle. But what I like about Alex Glover is he pushed to me the idea of 21 Days to Vegan. How you going, mate? I'm good. Essentially, we're all starving but overfed in this modern world of everything being too accessible. Well, let's rip in and have a chat about that. Welcome to the Body Science Podcast, bringing you everything you need, want, and should know about health, fitness, nutrition, and training. As always, the information contained in this podcast is for the information purposes only and is not designed to diagnose or be prescriptive to treat, prevent, or manage any injury, disease, or other health-related condition. Today's podcast is brought to you by our new clean bars. We spent countless hours sourcing only the best, high-quality, nourishing ingredients from trusted suppliers and getting the balance between nutritional value, taste and texture just right. Made with all natural ingredients you can feel good about, like plant proteins, fruits, seeds and nuts. Simply bursting with quality protein, antioxidants, fibre and healthy fats. Plus, are 100% vegan friendly and the taste? Divine. Welcome to Body Science HQ, the land of fit, happy, healthy, and we're going to drop a vegan on the end of that today with me, Alexander Glover. He's one of the people that's joined our team to help educate and spread the message about plant-based living. And what I love about Alex is 21 Days to Vegan is his call. Now, some of you listening are on vegan diets, others are on carnivore, keto, paleo, a number of you, it doesn't really matter. There's a heap of dietary systems out there. The truth is, and I'm going to be a little bit frank here, mate, I'm not a vegan, is being vegan doesn't always mean you're immune to developing cardiovascular vascular disease, just like eating this, a meat-based carnivore diet and as low carbohydrate as possible doesn't mean you can't grow cancer. So No, it's very true. Yeah, Those um, statements are very common in that online space. And frankly, if you ask me, they're both junk science. Sorry, I'm throwing it out there. But what I love about you is you're not here to pump negative, positive, whatever, you're, or vegan propaganda. You're here to talk about your journey and 21 Days to Vegan. And mate, I, when I first met you and we chatted about this, you, you inspired me. I almost went out and bought a salad. Let's talk about 21 Days to Vegan. Because I mean, that's, that's when, when we chatted about that, it was something that you really demonstrated to me good health on. And you talked about a variety of different diets. Like you're not single, oh, it's this, 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 this. And that's what I really yeah. liked about your 21 days to vegan and, yeah. and why you went in that journey, mate. Do you want to start sharing that with everyone? Yeah. Well, essentially, I mean, we've all got our own diets, right? Everyone's body system works on its own energy, its own fuel, whatever it is. My main purpose, I guess, is to just push whatever diet works for someone. But at the end of the day, if you're not happy doing a diet that you're doing, you're not going to be an individual that the society is going to reap benefits from. So if I went out there and said, everyone in this world needs to be vegan for this purpose, no one's got the same agenda. No matter who you are, I don't care what you say, like you don't have the same agenda as another person. So one diet isn't going to fit all. And what you just said there when you said uh, being vegan is going to cure everything, I don't think vegan is going to cure really anything if you're just saying vegan, because vegan can be processed vegan, vegan can be really just unhealthy, doesn't move at all vegan. And you've got a carnivore diet where you can be really unhealthy carnivore, right? Absolutely. You processed can be a, sausage, meat. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, whatever it is. If you're just eating processed junk and putting that into your body, you're going to be sick no matter what. So more or less what I want to, I guess, say right now is the 21 days of vegan, maybe it could be rephrased as 21 days of plant-based eating. Nice. The reason I say plant-based eating is because if you're not getting whole foods into your diet and you're eating a predominantly packeted diet, you're going to feel like you're in a packet full of chemicals, full of lethargy and full of just no motivation, really. Main industrial junk foods, I mean, that's it, it fits in every diet. That, that's that's where the danger is. And that's what I really liked about when you talked about your 21 days to vegan. It was simple. Like, it's I don't have to go out and go, oh, God, can I eat that and can't I eat that, which most diets have, like, oh, do I have to count this macro? Do I have to do mm. this? Can I eat this? Can, can't I eat this? Can I have a diet coke with that whatever your diet was really simple it was plant-based everyone knows where to shop plant-based in the yeah. supermarket and as you were telling me and that you save a lot of time too like you're some biohacking there because you don't have to go through the middle of the shop yeah center. yeah if you want to go to a shopping center the the best little life hack in the whole entire world no matter who you are if you're someone that wants to be on a budget even stick to the perimeters of your shopping center all right as soon as you walk in there you're going to have that fresh produce section all right now steer clear of the plastic bags because we don't need them and i just wanted to <laughs> chuck that in there because you know vegans yeah. love saving plastic <laughs> 
But no, in all, in all seriousness, if you don't go down the aisles, you're A, not going to get confused with everything that's being thrown at you. These words, vegan, gluten-free, like we were saying before, they're just ploys to catch your attention, right? Mm. Why don't we have packeted apples, packeted sweet potatoes, mm. right? Because they sell themselves. Yeah. We know that they're good for you. Yeah. So if you just stick to those areas, you're going to be very, very healthy. But with the 21 days vegan, so a lot of people come up to me and say, A, how do I be vegan? Well, it's not something that you just be. You kind of just have to lead a lifestyle, right, of yep. plant-based eating. I don't care what your motivations are to be vegan. It doesn't have to be you want to save the earth. It doesn't have to be you want to save the animals. It can just be for your health, right? Yep. And you want to be around for your kid or whatever it is. I don't care what your motivation is. But a lot of people don't know where to start. And like you were saying with the little shopping center hack, for breakfast, keep it simple. Mm. I mean, you see everyone coming out with a, a recipe book for that, a recipe book for vegan mayonnaise, vegan sausages, vegan bacon and eggs, whatever it is. Like, sure, that's great, but that's a Sunday food. Like, if you're a, a person who trains a lot, if you're a person who just likes to get up and go, you're not going to have time to make all these luxury foods, really. Um, and if you keep it simple, which is predominantly what I do, I have a very simple approach to, to eating because at the end of the day, it's so confusing as it is, right? And if I'm saying eat just plant-based foods, well, you're going to look at me and go, well, the word plant-based is kind of confusing in itself. So take away just based and just eat plants in its rawest form. So Nathan. Pick out what he's talking about. Yeah. With the dark side. <laughs> Would change from you? carnivore to vegan. <laughs> I think he's about 120 days in now. Yeah, but who's counting, right? And that was you who started that. Like all these yeah. people that say to me, what's going on? I just blame you. <laughs> well, we got you. What is your Instagram handle? So we can throw it out there so uh, the haters can jump on and the lovers can check out your toes. <laughs> yeah, well, let's do that. So it's at Alexander underscore underscore Glover. Have so you got two underscores? I do. Wow. Yeah, someone must have had Alexander underscore wow. Glover. I was quite disappointed with that. I almost thought about changing my name to Xander. <laughs> <laughs> that would have fit the vegan lifestyle a little bit more, wouldn't it? <laughs> That's gold. Mate, while we're um, off track a bit on your 21 days to vegan, let's, let's talk about you a little bit. Like okay. you, what you sent in in your bio was impressive, but you're pretty well much law graduate model is the two things that are sucking up a lot of your time at the moment. Yeah. yeah. yeah so. so I recently just finished my law degree. It was a seven-year degree with business as well. And throughout that whole journey of, I guess, studying law and being someone who likes learning, a lot of my time was always just spent at the beach, to be honest with you. Mm -hmm. I didn't really love going to university all that much. I loved the university life. But as I progressed more and more into my degree, I started to find like my passions and my niches, which my mum, to my benefit, said when I finished school and I wanted to go to NIDA and just do acting straight away, she said, well, you don't really know what you want to do. You don't know your passions. You don't know your mantras, your goals, your purpose, whatever it is. You don't really know it. And I was like, oh, whatever, I know me. She was right. I hate to admit it, but <laughs> Later down the track, I kind of fell into, I guess, a rhythm with what I really wanted to preach and what I wanted to promote, which kind of allowed me to figure that out. So finishing my law degree, I kind of want to go into something environmental, something with the health industry. Yep. I mean, my grandma's in a nursing home at the moment and they feed them party pies, ice cream, Yeah, I've custard. just saw my grandma on the weekend too and it's not the greatest diet in the world. Yeah, it's horrendous. So like I kind of almost want to transition into I guess the health and fitness area but into kind of medical law because there's a lot of negligence that goes on and I feel with all these studies getting funded at the moment especially about food uh, that people are going to have to start changing the way that people are fed in the hospitals yep. because at the end of the day Hippocrates said food is thy medicine and medicine is thy food and I feel like we tend to brush over that a lot with sick people but back on to me yeah so law model that's about your modeling I mean everyone in Instagram world wants to be model yeah, well, I mean, crack it? Ah, yes, Instagram is that weird world. And I guess it was just a year and a half ago. I got back from traveling Mexico and America and came back. I was feeling pretty rubbish for a while. Is and that why your law degree was seven years? Because you've done a lot of travel? Or <laughs> yeah, was it to be years? honest with you, yeah. yeah. I kind of like kept deferring it. I kind of wanted to travel while I was young. Yeah. Every old man that was in my life literally said, do not finish your degree in the prescribed time. Mm. And I'm glad I listened. I mean, no rush, but yeah, essentially, I got back and people were like, you got to start this Instagram thing. I was always really off those Instagram people, uh, but now I am one of those Instagram people. But I think Instagram... As he looks down the camera and blue steals. <laughs> <laughs> Instagram's one of those things, though. It's funny. Like, everyone's got this, this weird agenda, and Instagram allows you to voice it. So I think the society we're in is so progressive. Because I love micro it. TV. I'm into it. Okay. Oh, yeah. yeah, for sure. You get to you learn the ins and outs of anyone. Exactly. Yeah. And you don't see someone for five years, but you know their every move. There's people that I communicate to every week that I've actually not met. Like that, you know, they're congratulating me and I'm congratulating them. And th I mean, it's got it's got the goodness and it's got the, the evil that comes with it too. Yeah, but it's so. weird when someone says, how did you meet? Oh, online. Yeah. 
I mean, like 10 years ago, when someone said I met someone online, you thought they were a freak. Yeah, well, true, true. Right? But now we've all got I'm it. 50, though, mate. Like, I've still got a process <laughs> that let me catch up. That is actually even creepier, though. Mm. If you're 50 and meeting people online, yeah, that's sad. I know. But it's not now because it's the norm, right? I know. No, but I want to get into... I don't into... know what to say. <laughs> well, I'll take it away from that. Let's I want go to go back to you being a model. It was more or less just to to understand photographers and stuff. So when I wanted to do acting later on in my life, I kind of had an in. So what type of modeling do you do? A little bit of underwear, a little yep. bit of swimwear, footwear footwear yeah because you've got a real you've got a real people that follow you for your feet too don't you yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. you're telling me that the other day over a few beers yeah 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 <laughs> um look i don't know what you're not it the is. first one on instagram to have that though <laughs> well, hey jake <laughs> <laughs> Look, my mum came home and my mum reads all the Instagram comments and she goes, I didn't know that you had nice feet, Alex. Give us a look. <laughs> That's the best. No, I kid you not. So I had to give her a look and you know what she said? Because my mum takes a lot of my photos, believe it or not. We'll just be sitting somewhere and she's like, oh, you look good here. Um, anyway, she now says you need to either get your thighs out or your feet out. My mum. So it's a bit weird it's come that far. And has, has, has modelling been a fun career? Like, is it something you really enjoy? Yeah, look, uh, yeah, I enjoy it. The most recent thing was a trip to uh, Japan with industry clothing. That was really really cool yeah cool went with six dudes it was such a such a great time it was literally just a boys trip really really fun i do but there's a few drawbacks i mean there's a lot of criticism that goes on but also there's a lot of mental health issues that i think are stigmatized around modeling especially with girls and boys but i mean with the rise of social media i used to tutor kids just for part-time work mm-hmm. love doing it but a lot of these 14 and 15 year olds would always ask me about things to do with your body and how they can talk to girls and it was always so centrally focused around physical appearance yeah. and losing touch with like individuality and so for me, if you look at my Instagram, it's it shifted a lot from like a thirsty dude just trying to get likes, posting topless photos to just my face or me with a message or something because I wanted to change the way I looked. So at the end of the day, it's taught me a lot, that kind of industry. I love, um, you're very authentic on social media. I do love that. That's one of the things we really enjoyed about you when we we're looking at who can we get that lives a plant-based diet. And male come on board who's authentic and yeah, not and just jumping on it. the latest trends that are coming through. And yeah, congratulate you on all that, mate. But Thank let's you. let's rip into what you're really good at, and that's 21 Days of Vegan. And I know I cut you off before on that, but that's something that, like I said, resonated with me. Obviously, Nathan too. I mean, for you to take him away from the Brazilian barbecue was massive. So let's get into it. For anyone that doesn't know what um Nathan looks like, oh, his Instagram is okay. They all know. Well, for any listeners, so my mum, who'd probably tune into this, you know, look one, him up. One new listener. You, you. <laughs> He's no. got no thigh out either, mum. <laughs> no, okay. So essentially, well, Nathan, when I first met him at the uh, Clean Range photo shoot, we got to talking just loosely about information. Now, the thing I like about talking to new people is you get to understand someone, right? And where they've come from, who they are. But at the end of the day, it's always about educating and uh, helping create like a community of information. I'm a big believer in just planting seeds, planting seeds in people's heads. So whenever they're ready, they can take away from whatever they want from that message. Because I've tried to change myself. I said that to you down, down below. And we've all tried to change someone. And if you think how hard it is to change a habit about yourself, think about how hard that is to change a habit about someone else. Absolutely. So those radical militant vegans, like sure, there's a place for everything, but I'm very kind of, I tend to steer clear of that. And I'm all about just educating and informing. So I remember when Nathan, he would message me on Instagram and say, well, what can I eat for breakfast? What can I eat for lunch? What can I eat for dinner? And it's coming back to that whole keeping it simple, stupid kind of thing, right? So just a very easy piece of fruit, right? For a snack, a piece of fruit. So it's one of those, not not a processed bit of food. Uh, But the, the reason why I say 21 days is because you need to give something a habit, all mm-hmm. right? They often say it's 21 days to make a habit. And essentially, 21 days, you're going to feel good. Now, I say that with confidence somewhat if you follow a whole food plant-based diet. If you just follow a vegan junk food diet, you're probably not going to feel any better. Yeah. Hell, you'll probably even feel worse. But if you can try and follow a uh, whole food plant-based diet, if that's something that you've wanted to get into, I really think that it's it's green smoothie in, green smoothie out for the first few days. And a lot of people get really deterred from that whole... The green smoothie out. Yeah, well... A lot of people don't like talking about stool. I don't know what wow. word I should use right now. But essentially, like a big green <laughs> stool. But it's true. It's it's in some way, shape, or form detoxing your body. And I don't really like to throw that word around because I don't really know what the word detox mean. I mean, who really does? Yeah. So it's green smoothie in, green smoothie out. But the reason is because you're eating a lot of fiber, right? And a lot of people aren't really used to eating that much fiber. And if they are, they're used to looking on the back of a packet to see how much how dietary fiber, fiber in that's it? in. So wheat bix, for example, I remember one of my mates saying, oh, I ate heaps of fiber. Wheat Bix has fiber. That's not the fiber we want. I and mean, the reason that's not the fiber we want is because, again, like I mentioned, 
mention, 90% of our serotonin is made in the gut, okay? And your gut and brain constantly communicate. Connection. Yeah, there is a huge brain access connection with your gut. And the microbiome in your gut is really responsible for your mood. And if you're constantly putting in processed junk, full of chemicals, full of emulsifiers, full of preservatives. Now, 202 is the preservative you need to steer clear of. That's why when we're putting to the ground, once we die, we're not decomposing like we used to. Okay. Because we're um, preserved from the inside out now, which is kind of scary. But essentially, if you're if you're feeding your body all those kind of things, like you're going to feel lethargic. You're not going to feel like moving. Hell, you're not going to feel like being awake without that coffee, that second, fourth, fifth, seventh, whatever, how many coffees you're, you're yeah. drinking. I can tell you right now that you can cut that number in half easily within three weeks of being plant-based because I used to be severely addicted to caffeine, severely. Well, one of the things I've seen with Nathan, we'll hack on him for a second, is he used to be renowned for doing the why not. So he'd throw out a chocolate bar at night and, well, every night, or an ice cream. I haven't seen that for a long time from him and I, I think yeah. it's because he's actually satisfied. Like, Yeah, well, it's your craving. He's, the, the vegan diet's really working well for him. Well, so. yeah, and it comes back to nourishment. Mm. So like I said when we introduced this podcast, we're in a world right now where we're starving but overfed and that's why we have an we're epidemic. We're starving but overfed. I like that. Yeah, well, it's true. If you think about it, that's why we've got an epidemic of obesity, really. And what I mean by we're starving but overfed is our body isn't getting near as much of the nutrients that it needs from eating the foods that we're eating. Yeah. So if you're going to go and just eat packeted goods, yep. for example, like right? a fast food burger, yeah, like a fast food burger full yep. of salt and sugar, chemicals, yep. whatever it is, you're going to eat that and immediately feel hungry straight away, right? Mm. And you can just keep eating and you often have that whole, especially like, after I go through my tired stage. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And a lot of people always go, I can eat so much. And you can eat so much because you're constantly hungry, mm. but overfed. So all that overfed food is essentially just going into fat because your body isn't utilizing any of those nutrients that it needs to utilize, predominantly because it doesn't have any nutrients. So essentially when you just said uh, Nathan doesn't necessarily have those why nots anymore, it is because his taste buds would have one changed. So his, I guess, desire for salt, sugar, chemicals even would be severely reduced. And that actually happens after roughly two to three weeks. Okay. So if you're following that diet of instead of a sweet treat, grabbing a piece of fruit, your body isn't going to crave that sweet treat. Your body's going to stop craving saturated fats it's going to stop craving excessive amounts of oil but it comes back to yeah starving but overfed and that's that's what i want to kind of the 21 days whole food plant-based is removing that starving and feeding you properly and if if you learn to be fed properly your life's going to be so much clearer you're not going to wake up and need that coffee. Well, mate, let's go through a day in the life of you. Like, what, what, what would you have for breakfast normally when you get up? <laughs> All right. So it depends really, but I often like to start my day with fruit. I love bananas. Bananas are also really, really good for your mental health. They often relax you. So essentially, if we're really getting to the nitty gritty, I'll have two bananas mm -hmm. and dates. I love dates. And I often eat my sugary kind of snacks early in the day, especially yeah. over summertime. But I train early in the morning. Do you have that before you train? I don't love training fasted. I'm not, I don't train to lose weight. I don't train to look an aesthetic kind of way. I just train to feel good. So I'll eat that. And when I come home, I'll, as of lately, I'll smash a salted caramel clean vegan shake, which I like just with ice. We love a good product drop in the middle of a podcast too, mate. Like, but I, I know what, I, like I spoke, I'll just clarify that. I spoke to you earlier about one of the things you liked about our protein was we don't use gums and we don't yeah, use artificial sweeteners and all that crap that people hide behind. Yeah, yeah. It's a pretty clean product. I mean, it's it's a it's a protein powder. It is what it is. Yeah. At the end of the day, I don't eat many convenient foods a day, but I will I will eat protein at least probably once a day just to get it in if I'm out and about because oftentimes I'd go from the gym to the beach. Yeah. I and mean, if I don't have time to go home, then obviously that's really convenient. And I say convenient foods because we've got junk food, we've got convenient foods, and we've got whole foods. And I I tend to stick eighty percent whole food ten percent convenient food and 10% junk food. I Good mean, balance. Yeah, well, who doesn't yeah. like junk food, right? Exactly. If you want to go out to another burger place, which is yeah. vegan, sure, go out. But essentially, I will then, for lunch, often make massive salads. Mm -hmm. So I chop up the rainbow, pretty much. So I try and get a So you eat food by colour? Yeah, 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 yeah. But I often try and incorporate as much colour as I can, only because we know the importance of colour. And each colour of food interacts differently with your body. So at the moment, I'm, well, in summer is different to winter, but I'll just chop up capsicum, tomato, lettuce, whatever it is, and put a whole bunch of legumes and beans in there. So I love black beans. Black beans are my favorite. Pinto beans as well. Get the satiety from that too, wouldn't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I often chuck toucans with a massive salad. And it's a yep. huge bowl. I eat out of a salad bowl every single day. Everyone mm. always looks at me a little bit weirdly, but you've got to eat volume. When you're vegan, you've you've got to eat volume. And people often say, oh, I eat enough vegetables. I eat, um, you know, lettuce, tomato in my sandwiches. But a piece of lettuce and a piece of tomato in a sandwich isn't volume. And that's no. not what you need to actually get 
proper nutrient extraction from those foods. So yeah, I'll have a massive salad and throughout the day I, I pick, I eat a lot of fruits, but whatever's in season, I'm a big advocate of seasonal eating. My mum grew up on a farm when she was a kid and she always used to tell me, oh, asparagus isn't in season now, you can't eat it. I always thought this concept was so foreign because you go to the shops and you can get asparagus year round, right? But you shouldn't be eating what's not in season to your country because your body has some kind of clock that I believe works with that, just mm-hmm. like your circadian rhythm, right? Yeah. So essentially I'll eat whatever in uh, season. My favourite fruit is papaya. So I love eating a papaya, but we in New South Wales don't have an abundance of papaya year round. You in Queensland have a have it a little bit better than us. But yeah, so grapes, papaya, wherever it is, I'll just eat fruit until dinner time. Then dinner time will, depending how my day's been, but I'd uh, just cook up a lot of vegetables. I love Hawaiian sweet potato. Okay. So have you ever had those sweet potatoes where they're purple in the middle yes yeah white on the outside so you bake them in the oven 40 minutes 200 degrees it comes out and it is the best tasting thing you'll ever have and if you want to make a really how thick's a cut you doing thick cut or thin cut no you you just put the whole whole thing yeah yeah yeah. okay whole potato in there so that's your bit of roast oh that's a meat person talking there but that's (laughs) sunday roast (laughs) it is Matt. it's a substitute because you can put that on your plate cut it in half and eat it with a spoon and it's right oh it's beautiful okay so beautiful so i'll have that along with either just i don't know broccoli, asparagus, whatever it is, just a bunch of vegetables. And then depending, I might go out for like a fake beef patty, whatever it is, or I end up just making like a, like a lentil risol, so mm-hmm. like homemade kind of. But again, it depends. So if I'm having people over that I want to entertain, I'll have those vegan sausages because that's usually easy for them to eat. And a thing that I find is when you are introducing a lot of beans into your diet, you got to be careful public transport and beans don't work (laughs) no and if you're eating two cans of beans and you've never eaten beans before you have to you have to seriously watch. Yeah, 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 you have to watch out. Game on. Yeah, so. But your body does, it, at 21 days, it's a totally different experience. Oh, totally different. Yeah, so. You'll wake up craving that though. Mm. And you won't go to bed hungry. Yeah. See, this is the beautiful thing. So at the moment, actually, I'd like to segue into something. So I went fruitarian for a while. And the only reason I went fruitarian is because I hate talking about something that I have no Absolutely, yeah. understanding about. So I like to test things on my body first, which may sound stupid, but hey, I'm my own guinea pig. And if I want to stand behind something, I've really got to stand behind it. So I went fruitarian for a while, which literally just means you're eating raw fruit, raw vegetables. So it's it's similar to raw vegan, but I was I was not eating as many vegetables as some people eat on a raw vegan diet. But essentially, it just comprised of fruit, pretty much breakfast, lunch, and dinner. So I'd wake up and have probably a whole watermelon for breakfast most wow. days. Um, I then also eat a whole rock melon. I eat about 25 dates a day. I'd eat about 10 bananas and I'd smash avocados. So I'd eat about three whole avocados, just spoon them. I thought that was sounding expensive until you had the avocados. Now I know it is. Oh, yeah. Like you must be doing really well out of the modelling because <laughs> is it expensive to live okay, plant-based? So like that, that's, I mean, obviously when we talk about different foods around the world, you get a lot of people go, oh, you know, you can't pick on the people here because they can only afford junk food and uh, yeah. because, you know, junk food's cheap and this. But was it expensive Like you from a student? The reality lifestyle? is if you want to be a raw vegan yes it's expensive yeah and the reason is because it's exotic fruits Mm. i mean unless you're really happy with just eating bananas every single day then it's going to be cheap but to be a whole food plant-based vegan i don't think it's expensive no okay because i've done the maths before and i've worked it out and i can eat roughly on about seven ish dollars a day wow and when you really break it down and that's when you're buying in bulk so i used to shop at flemington markets a massive market in sydney and i'd buy cases of broccoli i'd come home with boxes and boxes of boxes of broccoli and it works out really really cheap but even if you're just going from the supermarket no like you can have beans beans are beans are dirt cheap yeah beans are poverty food so i like the word poverty food okay it might not sound good and i don't know if that's um politically correct but it is food no politicians in the room (laughs) essentially that's all it is you're eating just really basic you can have brown rice beans and just your veg right and it's super super simple it's when you start going into the territory of papaya, rock melon, dates, like beautiful exotic fruits, then it gets expensive, yeah. But I don't think it's expensive for your average show. You look at oats. I eat oats pretty much every day as well for dessert or something. How much are oats for a bag? Yeah. Super dirt cheap. I mean, Uncle Toby's oats, they're expensive, but... They taste better. That's about the most Wonder expensive. why. Because I'm sponsored by them. <laughs> <laughs> so, mate, what are, you know, I want to throw the challenge out there. I might work with you on putting together some type of eating guide, like 21 yeah. Days to Vegan or something along the lines of that. And mm-hmm. we set some um, some rules and regulations into, you know, like, let's, let's cost it out. Let's, yeah. let's push it out there and actually assist you, educate your message to 
the wider market. Yeah, for sure. That'd be really cool. Yeah, I'd, I'd love to do something like that. I know Nathan would be very keen on that because then he might stop ringing you too. Which well, but that's the thing. A lot of people get stumped. He want to co-author now. You know? <laughs> <laughs> well, a lot of people get stumped for where to start. And mm. that's essentially it. And if you can be that little like guiding light, yep. then I think that's really, really good. And a lot of people people get discouraged about costs. But um, at the end of the day, like when I, when I was living in Newtown in a city in Sydney, the amount of money that I spend on food, like I spend money on food because I like to look after my health. And that's essentially why I eat a whole food plant-based diet is yep. because it is good for your health. I went vegan for other reasons, but if we're talking about health right now, it is a lot cheaper. And if you think about all the times that you go out and splurge, I mean, there's not that many vegan restaurants, so you're almost encouraged to save money and stay at home at times. Yeah, nice. But you can make just as, just as good dinners being vegan as it is um, carnivore or anything. But um, there was something I wanted to lead into. Probably about two years ago, I went through a really, really, really chronic case of fatigue. And I know adrenal fatigue is a very taboo word to say because no one really knows what adrenal fatigue is but i was pretty bedridden we did a um, podcast on it. it doesn't exist oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> and i was told to put on weight really easy uh really quickly sorry because i was cycling a lot i was just natural like i'm naturally kind of a leaner uh build and at the end of the day it came down to i was smashing probably seven or eight coffees a day at this point i was i was training every day i was cycling every day i was at the beach every day i was flat out exhausted hard life being instagram model <laughs> <laughs> Ah, oh, yeah, well, it is. And I had to look after my feet a lot. So that often, uh, I have a very good uh, skincare regime for my feet. So um, it took up a lot of my time. But at the end of the day, so when I was raw vegan, as I'll say, I completely wanted to challenge myself on how my energy levels would be. And I could completely give up coffee just like that. So you, you changed the food style and you dropped caffeine at the same yep, time. Yep. Wow. The reason I dropped caffeine is because I, again, just wanted to see and use it as a test. But I was waking up every single day a lot more rejuvenated than I was when I was having a lot of caffeine and I was waking up and they often say that an apple in the morning wakes you up better than a coffee does. Is that right? Yeah, because the sugar's in it and the way it responds with the molecules in I your gut. I will never find that out. <laughs> I challenge you to do that. So, and watermelon. Let's talk about your training. Did you struggle to put muscle? Let's talk about some of the myths. I can't put muscle on. There's not enough protein in yeah. food. I have no energy. I didn't have the mental capacity based on food, ba plant-based diet to want to get up and train. Yeah. So yeah well, what did it do for you? Obviously, you smashed an apple in the morning. You felt a million bucks. So Yeah, well, I mean, there is no protein in vegan food, right? So we have to try and get it from some other. There's a bit of protein everywhere if you look for it. <laughs> uh, yeah, look, that whole protein thing. With my training, my training's always, it always changes, really. I was training for an Ironman because you're endurance based you, you yeah, love your endurance yeah, sports yeah. yeah I love I love getting on a bike and just cycling I love swimming I used to be a swimmer when I was at school I love surfing just in, in general just being yeah. out there for hours and hours but essentially yeah did a marathon last year injured my knees so since then I haven't really been back into the endurance game yet I'll get on the bike and ride 100k's but nothing in the running sphere but essentially my training revolves around uh, resistance training and kind of that primal mobility moving training yep. it's, it's being like like the gentrified hipster version of training. Well, it is kind of, isn't it? It's called that whole like primal moving is the new trend, which I'm not dissing. I completely agree with that. I love You're it. You're all over it. You love it. Yeah, no. It's so. working for you too, just quietly. <laughs> well, just being outside. So yeah. my my biggest thing is just being outside. So if you can ever like train outside, train outside. If you yeah. can be outside during the day and you're lucky enough to be out in the vitamin D, be out there, you yeah. know? We might strap a training program onto the 21 days to vegan as yeah, well. For sure, yeah, for sure. For sure. Because I think like a lot of body weight exercises are very underrated, um, especially in this sphere of people not wanting to be a body builder or a fitness influencer and just being healthy um, there's a lot of merit in anything cardio based as well so for me the whole protein thing all right let's debunk that really quickly protein yes we know that it's found in steak but where do they get their protein from what do they eat they either eat grass or grain they're pretty big animals tell you what else is a big animal an elephant all right a rhinoceros i mean we've all heard these things before so the protein thing should have been dismissed in 2018 still does stick around because i get a lot of people asking me uh but essentially you look at our uh, pulses legumes broccoli Mm -hmm. Like we were saying before, tofu. I've got a stat on broccoli here oh, somewhere. Yeah? And what's that? How much you've got to eat to get protein? Yeah, so it's about a pound. I won't waste your time. Let's move uh, on. So 100 calories of uh, broccoli, 100 calories of beef. The broccoli has more protein, but you'd have to eat a pound of that broccoli to get the amount of protein. Yes, 0 0.082 grams of protein per calorie for broccoli, whereas a uh, little bit of beef, 0.13 grams of protein. So you are eating a fair bit more. And like yeah. you said, you're, you're eating out of a bowl, you're yeah. loving your food, you're yeah, not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And most diets are restrictive too, you know, like 
you're talking about, hey, let's eat up. Yeah, so that's the thing. Like a lot of people like come to me and I've and I've talked to a lot of people with previous eating disorders even, and they always say, like, wow, you eat so much. And it's it's not like a, a matter of I ate so much, it's the volume that we should be eating. Like we've got a, a gut that allows us to eat throughout the day as well. Like mm. we don't have a carnivorous gut where you can eat one massive twenty four thousand calorie meal and then not eat for a week, right? I mean people can fast and people do fast, but essentially we can eat throughout the day. Wow. And where the hate is going in, what's your Instagram account? <laughs> <laughs> Alexander underscore underscore Glover. Check it out. Drop us a like. No, but at the end of the day, yeah, look, I like food. I mean, who doesn't like food? And and voluminous food. Voluminous mm. food is, is really, really good. And, and leading a plant-based diet, you can eat and never, ever, ever be hungry, which I think is great for people that struggle with uh, diets and not being able to eat much and being really restrictive because plant-based diet is not restricting. Restrictive diets are kind of in place for a purpose. And I think if you detach yourself with the word diet, I mean, diet in in Latin is your lifestyle. But today's, I don't know. Someone studied law. A <laughs> little bit of Latin. <laughs> today's <laughs> definition of diet is often full with negative connotations, right? It's oh, something you're doing and it's a means to an end. So that's why, again, with the 21 Days Vegan, it's more of a lifestyle. It's something that you're adopting. It's something that you're actually instilling onto yourself. So you're not going to be likely to fall off the bandwagon. And educating yourself about where your food comes from. So a lot of the times you could... Uh, wherever you're eating, could be a fast food joint, could be a restaurant, and you look at the piece of meat that's on your plate or you look at the piece of vegetable that's on your plate and a lot of people don't even know where that's grown. Yeah, exactly. Like pineapples are grown in the ground. A lot of people might think pineapples just drop out of thin air and go into the piece of plastic that's in the, the supermarket shelf, right? So I think educating yourself and, and feeling where your food comes from really allows you to be in touch with your food. And also thinking about your food helps your digestion. So if you're knowing what you're eating and you're not eating with guilt or shame or stress or anxiety and you're eating with a, a feeling of like content and nourishment, I really think that's beneficial for you as a human um, and it's going to be better for your training. So my my recovery is as, as good as it's ever been. I can train back to back probably six days a week. I only really take one rest day and that's really if I need to do it. I don't train for punishment. I don't train for uh, self-esteem. I train because it makes me feel good. And that kind of segues into mental health. There's a big stigma, especially with uh, boys. I'm not saying girls don't have the stigma, but uh, being around a lot of young men, there is a lot of talk about mental health. And I feel like there's so much that gets in the way of people actually being able to express themselves, uh, especially in today's climate. So one of my friends who's also on Instagram, he he, he came up with this, are you okay every week? Because you know how it's one day out of 365, which is not on really, Mm because we want to make a community. Now, one of my friends, her name's Mad, she ended up telling me one day, I've actually got it written down. She she often notices that everyone has these massive, massive plans, right? And essentially, everyone has these grand scale plans that are too hard to really action unless you take it down to a smaller level. So if everyone just put their like grand ideas into their surroundings, their local family, their local friends, their local communities, these grand plans would almost just fall into place by default. So if you started to pick up everyone around you and you started to help everyone around you, community as a whole gets better. And that bigger picture becomes a reality as opposed to everyone having these very far-fetched ideas because we're so far away from that. So mental health for me is massive and that's another reason why I choose to eat a whole food plant-based diet. And it's interesting you say that because, I mean, obviously if you look at the other side on the world of Instagram, the haters of vegan diets, they're saying that living a plant-based diet leads to mental health issues. Yeah. So it's Um, really tough for people out there to work out which way to go. And I guess people sit in the middle and just take whatever's convenient and easy. Yeah, that's so true. And at the end of the day, it comes down to whatever makes you happy as an individual. Um, And it's worked for you. Like you, you you have a lot more mental clarity and more yeah. stress in your life from yeah. changing your diet. And that's why I say 21 days because yeah. people want to try it. And at the end of the day, if you're not happy with it, who am I to say that you needed to follow this diet? Yeah. I'm not. And if I'm doing it from a humanity perspective, like, yeah, sure, you've got your other issues that are very taboo and topical. Yeah, everyone needs to find what works for them. And essentially, it's worked for me. But I think it's worked for me because I've done it constructively and I've done it with thought, which through the 21 days are... Uh, with you and uh, collaborating like I think if you can get this kind of uh, not a prescribed criteria of what you need to eat but just a guidance when you're eating all these foods that are really fresh really vibrant like my old housemate he never really cooked anything in his life and I used to come home from the markets with fresh pineapple fresh apples fresh persimmons and he would just dig into them and go oh great these are great like these are amazing and he's someone that would just sit down and eat a block of chocolate we yeah, wouldn't, wouldn't even that. consider buying them if he had yeah, yeah, wouldn't even think interesting, about it. Isn't it and then after that he, he, he started going to the shop and I used to notice his little shops would get more and more colour. Yeah. So essentially that's it. And it all comes down to holistic health. I'm a big, a big advocate of holistic health. 
I was talking to Tatiana. She's one of our athletes, triathlete as well. Yeah. And she's got a master's in dietetics and nutrition. Nice. Out of Brazil. So she was telling me that over there, the, the main mantra they push is, I think, and if I'm wrong, Tatiana, please don't get angry at me, but <laughs> every plate has six or seven colors. So they, 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 and it's pretty similar to what you've been talking about is the look of your food is where the nutrients are coming from. Mm. So it's an interesting play you've got there. I'm, I'm quite excited. And I might even introduce you to Tatiana and she can have a look over what you're going to put out. Yeah, that'd be very, very cool. Not saying you need it, but it's always good for me. But you can always look up. <laughs> you can always Insurance look up. Insurance-wise. <laughs> <laughs> you can um, always look up foods that do interact with certain parts of your yep. body. So a lot of foods that are red often interact with your blood very, very well. So a lot of amino acids are found in watermelon so if you eat watermelon after training and pre-training it's actually very very good for your blood flow and there's a there's an abundance of foods like that you can look up pretty much any color food and find out what it kind of interacts with and then tailor the diet to your needs as well so if you're someone that struggles with diabetes or you have uh, really bad crashes in the afternoon you can find foods that work for that you don't have to go down the road of pharmaceuticals Um, and i'm not saying pharmaceuticals don't work don't get me wrong western medicine is great but i feel like there needs to be an interaction with both and that's what is needing to be bridged at the moment and I feel like that bridge can happen through people just being educated about leading a whole food plant-based diet oh food can definitely be medicine I mean and that's where medicine comes into play at the end is when you've made the wrong decisions so the definition of medicine could probably be looked at a little bit too yeah to change people's mindsets yeah you go back I don't know I'm gonna this is a long time ago now Pythagoras even you know Pythagoras's theorem I don't know it but I know of it <laughs> <laughs> the triangle so Pythagoras uh great learned individual um, I love these guys fresh out of uni <laughs> well, he, anyway, so he would he was a big, a big advocate of fasting, but he was also a big advocate on fruit. So he had students, and before they ever came to class, they weren't allowed to eat food. Your cognitive ability is a lot greater when you're not digesting food, but also when you're eating just fruit and vegetables, your energy is also a lot better because obviously they didn't have a coffee machine that you could just go click. So he was a massive advocate of that. I feel like a lot of a lot of individuals back then who were scholars and philosophers, they had these plant-based diets, Einstein even. So So you look into the history before all this westernized um, industrial farming and conglomerate of fast food restaurants. You look before all this happened, what we used to eat or what our great grandparents even used to eat. They just ate real food. You talk to your great grandparents about a diet. I talked to my grandma the other day and I said, "What what did girls used to want to look like or what did girls used to eat back in the day? And she said, it wasn't really any different from now. And I was like, really? I want you to think about that. And she said, well, we'd come home and we'd, we'd all help cook and then and we'd all help clean and we'd all eat together and we'd sit at a table and we'd talk and we'd have this kind of relationship with each other. Again, going back to the whole community. But then once a week, we'd have chocolate. And she used to say, my dad would come home once a week, unwrap this newspaper and he'd give me the chocolate. My grandma's favorite food is chocolate, but she doesn't eat it all the time. And they're so focused about kind of the French lifestyle. They're all sitting around a big table. It takes them maybe two, three hours to prepare the food and eat it together. They don't just quickly go for convenience and those convenience food that I was talking about before, but it's a process. It's a lifestyle. It comes back to there being a lifestyle and removing that whole diet. And if people are in it together, it's so much easier. So my mum recently just went uh, vegetarian. She's moving into the plant-based uh, field, but she loves cooking with me. And my mum's an avid cooker. She always has been. And she's got those whiz-bang thermomix machines. And she likes to make these cool, eclectic kind of vegan treats and vegan recipes and they're great and it, it it's that whole like process of bonding and that's so good you still do that with your mum that's um that's yeah, commendable shout yeah. out to her I'm a big mum fan too, just quietly. <laughs> Not of your mum, never met her, my mum. <laughs> She's a great girl, you yeah. like her. <laughs> so, mate, let, let's, let's throw out some of the myths about starting the 21, 21 days of vegan. Like, okay. what, what are some things that are going to pop up straight away that people are going to have a go about? Can't get protein, we discussed that one. Yeah, can't get protein, B12. B12, okay. yeah. So, B12 is chucked around a lot. But what is B12? Essentially, it's often found within the soil, okay? Uh, so, all our food, once upon a time, contained B12. So, if you led a vegan lifestyle 200 years ago, you'd be getting your B12. Because this day and age, we wash our fruit and vegetables with chlorine and water for sanitary purposes and so people don't get sued and what have you. So unfortunately, our B12 is actually washed off a lot of our fruit and vegetables. And people say, nah, but cows get B12. That's how you get your B12. Cows aren't born with B12. They eat it through their grain and grass, right? Because they're eating the soil. So essentially, getting it 
through an animal, sure, that's one route. But you can also buy supplements. I think a B12 supplement is a really good safety net. I don't think that supplements are, as you know, are a be all and end all, but they're a great safety net. So I every now and then will take a B12 supplement, just a few. Um, I don't take it every single day because I feel that I can get B12 through certain foods that I've researched. So again, on this forum or platform, we can say what foods actually contain a B12. But the other one is often omega-3 fatty acids as well. People Mm. love to throw that around, but you can get so flax seeds, a lot of your nuts, but a lot of people like to kind of have a dig, sorry, at losing too much weight. So again, your basic calories in, calories out, your caloric needs. Bring us back to that whole starving idea. If you can eat enough calories, you're never going to be protein deficient. You go out there and find me an example of someone being protein deficient in the Western world. It's pretty much, well, it's very rare to find. A lot of the countries where people are starving, you'll see those distended bellies. That's often when people do have a protein deficiency, but that's also because they're not eating enough calories. So again, our our protein intake doesn't actually need to be that big. What about the guys that are looking for some gains? Like yeah. Not just your everyday... Your V-gains. Yes. Yeah, look. And there's no shortage of V-gains athletes out there. No. I mean, even you, you're holding a fair bit of muscle for a... For a vegan with no well, protein. I was going to say for a male model, but <laughs> it's... Um, Look, if you eat right and you eat whole foods, so it, it brings down, I honestly don't think a calorie is a calorie. Mm-hmm. If you go to the gym and your post-gym meal is an impossible burger, for example, because people know what that is. They're those those vegan burgers that took America by storm or whatever it is. Or you're just eating very highly processed vegan food. Sure, you're going to be getting the calories in, but those nutrients aren't going to be going to your muscles. They aren't going to be going to all your central nervous system that needs rejuvenation and regeneration. So if you're eating a, a, a diet that's full of just beans, vegetables, clean fruits, uh, even even the clean protein, like I know, obviously, it's Dropped a drop twice, of I'm name, impressed. Yeah. But it is really good for what it is. Yeah. It's a convenient thing that you can just quickly get in if you feel like you're lacking that like protein uh, spectrum. But if you're eating real food, it's going to interact differently with your body. So I don't really care what people say. That's why when I was fruitarian, I was eating strictly fruit. And I could cycle on a bike quicker than I've ever cycled before. Mm-hmm. I could lift stronger weights. Yes. How long were you? How long was so I process? did that for three months. Three months. Okay. Well, you should have been seeing some, if there were negative effects. Yeah. 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 The long. only, so that was just before the clean range photo shoot. And you yep. can tell that my body composition looks a lot smaller. So I did lose muscle and fat, but I didn't lose. We did say strength. that when we looking at the photos, actually, like he looks a bit scrawny, like what's going on? Yeah, but I didn't lose strength or endurance. I'm taking the piss in, you know that, don't you? <laughs> yes. No, but I didn't lose strength or endurance, and that was like the main thing that I was doing. So, Do you think three months, longer than three months, would have been a problem? No, I honestly don't. Okay. Um, the only reason I stopped is the money, to be honest with you, yeah. and the convenience being at uni all the time because I was kind of couch surfing while finishing my degree because yeah. being in Kiama and going to uni in Sydney. So it was more convenience. It's so hard at 11 o'clock at night in Sydney to go get a watermelon. So it's easy just to get something from a local convenience shop that's vegan. But no, I don't I don't think it would have had really negative health effects on me. Okay. I was getting blood work done regularly. I never showed deficiencies in iron or anything. Wow. Yeah, and that's the other thing. So iron, a lot of people think that yeah. you're going to become anemic as soon as you uh, start being vegan. And so some people do have a predisposition to being anemic. Um, I mean, I, I know a lot of girls that are iron deficient, but you've got to look at your diet now even. If you're iron deficient now... Yeah, that's not a fruit-based concept. Yeah, yeah it's, it's, no, it's that's not going to be coming from yeah. a, a vegan diet. And, and you can just eat a bunch of leafy, cruciferous green vegetables. And you can you get... say that again? Leafy, cruciferous green vegetables. I would not have a crack at that. <laughs> Go on, have a try. No, I'm not Cruciferous. No, so those, those are your vegetables, like your kales, your spinach, your or even your lettuce, right? These green vegetables with a lot of phytonutrients have more than enough iron if you're eating the quantities that you need to be eating. And a little hack, breakfast smoothies even. Like you can just chuck three, four, five handfuls of spinach and that's a lot of food to eat, but it goes down so easily. And it's very low calorie for those people that are thinking, wow, if I eat... Yeah, but very, very nutrient-rich. So you're never going to be starving, put it that way. Do you uh, smoothie and take with you during the day? I do. I love a really, really, really good smoothie smoothie like a green smoothie or a banana and ice cream so i make one of my banana and ice creams which is essentially ice cream but made from bananas mm-hmm. i'm sure you've heard of the concept i have yeah so you just freeze a bunch of bananas so go out to anyone that's trying to get rid of their their, their bananas that have all those brown spots on them you'll get the, so you want the brown cheap. spot ones oh definitely brown yeah. spots yeah, yeah. almost a little to bit the point sweeter where... <laughs> 
Well, us vegans are pretty sweet. You know? We smell nice. And that's the other thing. Can I segue into this? I don't really wear deodorant. I know that sounds really, really gross. Well, you don't stink. I'll give you that. <laughs> now I'm going to focus on it, I think, because I've got... So that's the thing. Like you excrete through your pores a lot of your toxins Absolutely. in your bodies, yeah. right? So I found that when I was fruitarian, I stunk. I guess was excreting just a lot of toxins from my body, but essentially... You don't smell as bad. Your breath doesn't always wake up with morning breath. You don't You don't smell. Anyway, going back to it, yes, smoothies. I'm a big advocate of smoothies. Yep, smoothies and you can add anything you want into it. Yeah. If you if you take a supplement, like a B12 supplement, whack it in your smoothie, it's a really good safety net. Smoothies are a really good safety net. Are you throwing avocados in your smoothie? Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, see, I tried that. That was, I you couldn't like it. Nah, it's mate. too thick. It wasn't me. Cacao, banana. Yeah, I'm a massive fan of that. Good yeah, peanut butter. Peanut butter, oh, yeah, just like peanut butter. Oh, did you know, actually... I'd like to get this quick stat out. Okay, let's rip it out. We're all about stats. So testosterone levels are higher by 13% in vegans in males as opposed to non-vegan males. Is that right? Yeah. So it was according to a hormone study done by the Cancer Research Campaign posted in the British Journal of Cancer. So if you want to go clarify those studies, there was a bunch of footnotes I didn't want to actually I'm read sure some people write to me saying what they missed in that study <laughs> and I'm looking forward to going through that but mate it's uh but yeah vegan veganism isn't non-manly yeah that i mean and that look that's what the meat people throw in. i'm a meat person you know that. yeah you know we, we throw that out all the time you know yeah, for it's, sure. it's <laughs> there's an ego issue i think with veganism oh look the same as carnivore like mm. i love what the carnivore guys talk about but i hate the crap they go on about vegans and yeah. same as with the vegans yeah. I, I love what the vegans talk about and do but i hate the way they go on about all that it's yeah. and mate in the middle it's all about the junk food in the middle and the snack food in the middle that's oh, for sure you look at both sides they're both clean eating in some style you know yeah, I mean, you're talking yeah. grass-fed, whether it's animal or yeah, plant. And, yeah, well, or grass-fed plant. Yeah, or broccoli, eating some broccoli. Grass-fed grass plant, you know. <laughs> yeah, go on, what have we got here? We're not going to talk about bees, are we? Like bees and vegan and... and well, as soon as we lose the bee population, we're dead, mate. I know. because well, hey, Here's a good one. As a vegan, what do you think about them? Like they're obviously in America and Europe, they're creating massive beehives in the back of trucks and they drive the trucks. So is that cruelty to an animal or? I personally don't eat honey, but we have friends in Berry, So obviously just behind Kayama, if you're not familiar with the area and uh, they have their own bees um, and she taps out her own honey. Wow. Um, she treats her. I'm not saying these bees aren't loved. I'm just talking about putting them in a truck and driving them to a new place to do what they do i don't think that oh look i don't know i'd have to do a lot more research into how they're they're treated i guess but essentially if they're trying to boost the bee population and promote thriving in certain areas then no that's just helping the ecology of the world mm, it's a necessity mm. nice well let's talk about some some stuff as opposed to the non-stuff we've been yeah. talking about <laughs> for the past however long so i mean a lot of a lot of things that the the meat people throw out there too is the wastage of meat is you know in a trolley is mm. way lower than the wastage of fruit and vegetables in a um because obviously fruit and veggie goes off people see yeah. steak as well that costs something i'm going to eat that before it goes off yeah yeah how, how do we tackle that as a society yeah look do um, you have a lot of wastage in what you buy or are you pretty no, much consume everything no, you shop? i'll consume everything i eat yeah, okay and if i did have wastage it would go into compost but mm -hmm. no i um so my my mantra is to live purposefully with yep. compassion towards everything um now that everything could be not littering for one day yep. um it could be helping Joe blogs down the street, do something. It could be being nice to something else. So just living purposefully, all right? So when you're going to the shops, you're noticing what you're buying, yep. all right? And you're thinking consciously what you're going to do with that. And when you eat, you're also eating consciously. So whatever is on your plate, you're eating it with with purpose, all right? So I don't. I, I want to stop this whole like mindless functioning. So we live in a very robotic society and I'm not having a dig at anything, but we're kind of losing touch with what it is to be a human. Now we all have basic needs, but at the end of the day, if we can live purposefully, and understand what we're doing. So if you go to the shops and you're buying a massive head of lettuce and you're buying a capsicum, what do you often do with them? You chop them up and you use a tiny bit of them and put mm. them back in the fridge, right? And that comes back to what I was saying before. It's volume. You can't expect to eat this huge plate of a piece of steak, right? If you had a, a piece of meat on your plate and then you had three slices of capsicum, a little shaving of lettuce and two cherry tomatoes on that plate, it's not balance, mm. all right? Now, I don't care what diet you're coming from. If you're a vegan and you're having a chicken schnitzel vegan patty on that plate with bread and tomato sauce and a piece of lettuce, yeah. that's where your food waste comes from because yeah. you're not really eating 
eating mindfully. You're not thinking. You're eating for taste and not function. Now, don't get me wrong. I love eating for taste, but I think that you need to know what you're eating. And I think the whole tackling food waste is a really like cool point that you bring up because when you go to the shops, if you don't shop down the aisles of the packets, you're going to go home and instead of being really tired and reaching for the packet, which is convenient, you're forced to cook the food that you've already bought instead of wasting it. Because a lot of the times you can't be bothered to chop out a massive salad for one if it is for one. I often cook for one because I'm lonely. No, because (laughs) (laughs) I lead this life where I just want to have my big salads. But a lot of people will reach for the really convenient option and Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday roll around and that that zucchini is still in the crisper, that eggplant they never roasted, they never did that cool capsicum salad that they wanted to do. So I think buy with intention. And don't buy the things that you don't need. If you know you're a sucker for Oreos, don't buy Oreos. Oreos are vegan, but they're rubbish for you. And they use palm oil for people that are really about that as well. Save an orangutan. Yeah. Well, it's just a thing to think about, you know. But yeah, no food waste. I I like that. that A lot of of companies use palm oil. Yeah, no, a lot. But I I didn't know that about the, they they waste more veggies than they do meat. It's like 41% of home shopping is dumped. that is though i don't know i think it's the convenience just want to play with the environment as it hits the ground and it starts to do what it does ferment or 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 use your use your things that you've got so if you've got heaps of tomatoes in the fridge make your own tomato sauce like a passata oh the world's shopping smaller now and shopping more regularly which has got its good and bads but mate i've um i think we should have a real good look at this 21 days to vegan put the program together from a more structured point of view that people can get their hands on it we will make that something we do at Body Science with you if you're happy to do that. Yeah, no, that'll be great because at the end of the day, the World Health Organization came out the other day and now this isn't me preaching vegan diet, but I would like to read the little stats. So 80% of heart disease, 90% of type 2 diabetes and one third of cancer cases can be not avoided, aided by changing to a healthier diet, increasing physical activity and stopping smoking. But the word healthy diet is really loosely thrown around because you can go down the shopping aisle, like I've said before, and buy anything that says gluten-free, that says vegan, that says paleo, whatever it is. Says healthy. Well, they're the words that scream healthy to us because that's what we're told on these Instagram accounts. But essentially, a healthy diet by the World Health Organization, and and I don't always agree with guidelines set out by the American FDA, for example, but I liked what they said. A healthy diet contains a wide range of fresh fruit and vegetables, whole grains, pulses, nuts, and seeds. It is rich in fiber, vitamins, minerals, antioxidants, and polyunsaturated fats that protect against a huge number of illnesses and diseases. And I really want to touch on that fiber. Fiber is probably, well, if not, one of the most important things for our gut. And a lot of people have a diet very lacking in fiber. So again, if you have IBS issues, if you have a gut that sometimes doesn't agree with you, start to recognize what you're eating and start to ask yourself why that may be. And if you are one of those people and you do want to kind of take ownership of your health and take control of your life, maybe do consider 21 Days Vegan. I mean, if you don't like it at the end, you've at least taken something away from it. And if that means you're incorporating more veggies and education around food absolutely, and you have a better understanding about food, well, then that's a win for everyone because everyone needs to be a healthier society as we're going. We fit the worst we can be. We beat America, what, three years ago? We were more obese than them. Not having to get America, but I've been to their shopping centers and they are amazed. Um, you have to try and navigate around the junk food there. So at least we have a nice produce section, which is somewhat affordable. Now, I, I do honestly think that World Health Organization healthy diet needs to be considered by a lot of people because I mean how many people out there eat grains, pulses, nuts and seeds every day? Exactly. Bird food. That's what we need to get into our plates. Bird food. It was all sounding good until you went down the seven <laughs> colours and stuff lined up. I was actually considering but <laughs> bird I food. ruined it. Yeah. Oh and water. One, water. one thing about hydration. You need to be um, especially when you're eating a diet rich in fibre if you're not uh, drinking enough water you're going to be, I'll say it you're going to be constipated. You're not going to be able to push out whatever's trying to get out and I recommend at least three liters a day of water you should be trying to consume and that's three liters of water not sparkling water not tea not coffee just plain paleo detox friendly alkaline water from body science (laughs) (laughs) well mate thanks for coming on i've really enjoyed that that was a great little chat on 21 days to vegan let's uh do you have any websites or anything like or is it just your instagram account so it's just my instagram account at the moment yeah but yeah i would love to try and start building a i guess like a platform for people to actually go and enter their own unique details and become a community yeah yeah so yeah if you have any uh, questions feel free to dm me i will 
answer them because I like answering people's questions about anything to do with veganism or just lifestyle or mental health or whatever it is. So yeah, you can contact me on my Instagram. Nice. Get on board. Thanks for coming on, man. Today's podcast was brought to you by our partners in Fit, Happy and Healthy, ASN, Nutrition Warehouse, DY Discount Vitamins, Fat Burners Only, Evelyn Fay, Mr. Supplement, or find a retailer online at bodyscience.com.au forward slash retailers.